2: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Is that pause there again? No. Yeah, I'd, you'll I'd, have put that in. I mean, maybe you'll maybe you could in. sort of anticipate when I'm going to finish doing my bit and then just come back. I straight literally in.
1: i make i make a i make a point of overlapping with you, Do you? so it's it's uh, it's actually pathetic that you are clearly going to the trouble in post production of untangling my voice and yours and insert in a pause just for some power play
2: I mean we are I'll see it we are doing this remotely from our respective homes over WhatsApp video but Mm. fuck me it's not um, a satellite broadcast between Mm. Britain and America in the early 90s which is why I'm able
1: to speak over you which is why there isn't a pause it's almost like I don't know like maybe the pause is in your own mind
2: there's a pause there's definitely a pause wow Right, well, right. just
1: agree to disagree on the pause issue. Just agree to disagree, yeah.
2: yeah. I suppose it's not going to go, is it? So it's I'm it's Sam th-
1: Delaney. See, I say it <laughs> super quick. I'm really good at saying it. And yeah. i tell you why, Andy, it's because I've been saying that ever since I was a small... Ever since I <laughs> learnt how to speak.
2: Every time I enter a room,
1: you know this, I'm Sam Delaney, first, that's what you'll hear.
2: First day at nursery. I'm Sam Delaney! Hello,
1: I'm Sam Delaney. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Get Hello, Miss Emblem. I'm Sandra Lady. You do it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it served you well, to be fair. It served you well.
1: Yeah, um, people remember you.
2: Before we go any further, in the last episode, we spoke about uh, is it racist or illegal to be racist towards a ghost?
1: Very good question. Now, I've
2: spoken to someone who has full legal training, mm. I've, I've been asked not to reveal their name. Oh, um
1: maybe it's a big name in
2: legal I'm circles. I'm not saying it is, I'm not saying it isn't, but right. someone who is fully legally trained. And right. apparently it's only legal mm. if no one else is around. Just the racist and the ghost, that's fine, because nobody else can be... Basically, the, 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 the subject is it's not illegal if you do it to a ghost, because a ghost does not come under uh, English law, if you like.
1: Are you it's, saying that ghosts have no rights in this country?
2: Basically, yeah, they've got no legal rights whatsoever.
1: And nothing and that, and that nothing under EU laws. Uh,
2: not as far as I'm aware. It only becomes a legal issue if someone else overhears this and, and is then takes offence. and takes offense and then therefore reports it. So you can be as okay. racist as you like to a ghost if it's just you and the ghost in the room. Right. So take that information with you, use it as you will.
1: Well, it's worth knowing. It is it worth is. knowing. In case, I mean, listen. the The point is, I would never be racist to a ghost anyway. No, of course, you wouldn't. Um, I won't be racist to anyone alive or dead or like ghosts caught between the two states. Would
2: you not be um, tempted to be racist to a ghost because you could?
1: No, you could. absolutely. Don't try and lay a trap, a racism <laughs> trap for me. I can see what you're doing. <laughs> no, I would not be tempted. I would not. Is that that's like saying so deep down Sam, you, you are racist but you're just scared of society judging you. No. I am sincerely non racist. Good. Um, particularly to ghosts actually. Particularly to ghosts, why? Well listen, right? Look at the letter of the law, the statute book, mm. would have it that racial minorities in this country have the same rights yeah as the rest of us right however that's according to the statute book the reality i would say
0: mm.
1: paints a very different picture and i do sometimes think i do often think that you know there are different rights for different people and that's a shame if you then look at ethnic minorities in the ghost world yeah. then you've got an extra layer of prejudice against them right yeah because you, as you have just exposed, you've found out with your digging that you've been doing, they don't have any rights, even in statute. Yeah. They don't have any rights enshrined yeah. in our non-codified constitution, right? Yeah. Or in the laws of this land. So they have no rights whatsoever, and on so they're battling that, and on top of that, they're battling cultural prejudice, both against ghosts and their ethnicity. So it's a triple whammy, and therefore I've got... I've got infinite respect for the plight of the ethnic ghost world, I the think, ethnic ghost community.
2: Yeah, I think as well you could consider the fact that if it, if, if it's a, a ghost of colour who is yes. uh, is already dead, they've mm. already endured an entire lifetime of racism, whether it be overt racism or unconscious bias. Yeah. Um, so they've already endured that. Perhaps it's what drove them to their death. We don't know. So for them to pile pile into a a ghost of colour with even more racism is It's the last thing they need,
1: frankly. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're thinking, well, I am dead, which is a shame, but one thing is, thank God, no more racism like there was in the living world.
2: That's what they think.
1: And the next thing they know, you are a horrible right-wing bother boy fucking stomping in in his DM boots. (laughs) Into a
2: haunted house.
1: (laughs) Into a haunted house, shouting all sorts of ignorant rubbish at the expense of this poor fucking ghost who's already had a lifetime of it. No, it's not on. It is not on. And I suggest that you and I, because we have proved so adept at building and engaging a large audience Mm -hmm. of people Mm -hmm. via this podcast, I think that our next thing should be Campaigning for the rights of um, ethnic ghosts who have been discriminated yeah. against and been the victims of discrimination and prejudice for far yeah. too long now. Yeah, Give put, them the same rights as us.
2: Yeah, of course. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Put that on the list of things we'll do that we probably will never do.
1: Here's the we thing. Could call, we, hang on, we could call our, <laughs> our campaign group White Men for Black Ghosts.
2: Uh, yeah, but you see, there's lots of other... Types of uh, ethnic minorities, and it doesn't cover all of them, does it?
1: White men, Asian for ghosts, Chinese ghosts, of ghosts
2: you know, Aboriginal ghosts,
1: white men for ghosts of color, Native colour.
2: American ghosts, um, white
1: men for Native American ghosts.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, it needs no. to be more of an umbrella right, title in we'll, uh, that but we'll, we'll keep bu-
1: working on that. We'll, anyway, we'll, we'll j- c- continue, continue well, your previous well, yeah, thought. What
2: I was going to say was, was would it be possible, or can you see a time when? Uh, a group of football fans that are being racist on public transport are Mm. videoed by a ghost (laughs) who then puts it on social media. If that was to happen, such as happened earlier in the week with Chelsea fans, and Mm. it also happened with Manchester United fans, sorry, Mm. it also happened with West Ham fans Mm. uh, over the weekend. Being that ghosts don't have any legal rights, if a ghost was to video that, and then put it on social media, could any action be taken? Well, it might, not be,
1: it, may not, it might not be breaking any law, but I would say that the author- authorities, the powers that be, would look dimly upon it.
2: Upon the fact that the ghost had uploaded the video, or the, the no, racism? No, upon
1: the racism they saw in that video, in said so video.
2: It, it's a train carriage, the only people on the train carriage are the bother boys... Doing their racism. We hate ghosts. We hate ghosts. We hate uh, not ghosts. just ghosts, not just. We it's got to be ethnic related as well. We hate
1: ethnic ghosts. We hate yeah. ethnic ghosts. And we and, hate ethnic and ghosts. The
2: only other person or spectre on that train carriage is the ghost with the mobile phone that videos it. Would that then be an offence? Do you think? Can ghosts well, even upload videos onto social media?
1: I don't know if they have access to the same technology as us. If That's any of our listeners thing. are
2: ghosts. And are on Twitter, drop us a line. None no have so far, which suggests to me that they can't actually get on social media. Perhaps they're, they're dying to, <laughs> literally, they're dying had... to get on and talk to us, but they can't they love do it. it. do you remember the...
1: before we were talking now, um, we got a message from somewhere saying that they said, when you're whiling away the eternity of the afterlife, yeah, it's fantastic to have a good podcast series on the go. And a lot of the ghosts love this one. That's right, yeah. It's not their favourite one. There's a ghost. There's a special ghost iTunes chart. A lot of them prefer. <laughs> a lot of them prefer that one that the people off of QI do. Yeah, no, I think it's called something like "No Such Thing as a Twat."
2: Yeah, that one or I something bet, like that. I bet that. they're into the Peter Crouch one as well. Probably the ghost. Yeah, oh, it cracks, me up. Ooh, it cracks me up. Oh, it cracks me up. Oh, the banter. His banter is fantastic. We love banter Ooh. in the ghost world. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're talking on legal matters. Um,
1: um, which increasingly we are. This is increasingly becoming just a legal podcast, but <laughs> yeah. that's a good thing.
2: Saw that coming a mile off. Uh, <laughs> would you like me to elaborate on John Timbrell's uh, case in the field? Always. That we spoke I always about, want I've, you
1: to elaborate on John Timbrell's activities. Lots of,
2: there's lots of Timbrell. Uh, and I've got a bit of a, a, a dive into his, his background as well later on, but uh, this is the the case where he was uh, wearing nothing but boxer shorts and he attacked his neighbours in a dispute over a field. This is from the Gloucestershire Live report on it uh, earlier this year. Uh, Timberl screamed, "Get off my land!" and threatened, <laughs> "Get off my land!" <laughs> and threatened to use a pitchfork on Roger Jones and Andrew Reed. Um, He told the court that he was justified in striking both men with a baseball bat, might have been a a Terminator replica, don't know, Um, uh, as well as repeatedly pushing Mr Jones. He argued he was defending the field, which is called the Prosser, from (laughs) trespassers, despite admitting he does not own the deeds to the land. Um, And the district judge took no time to deliberate her verdict and found him guilty of all the offences. Um, representing himself in court, obviously. Timberl, obviously. uh Timberl said at the start of the trial, I have served an affidavit and I think you should recuse yourself. To the judge. Uh, the judge asked why. <laughs> the judge asked why. And uh, he said, in a previous hearing, you said you think the Bill of Rights Act 1689 doesn't apply in this case. The judge replied, yes, I did say that. That was to do with the freeman on the land. freeman on the land, of course, is a term often used by people who say they have opted out of the law which I think is Timbrel's, <laughs> yeah. the backbone of Timbrel's... This is the main thing, legal yeah. ...arguments, yeah. Uh, Timbrel shouted, <laughs> shouted, I have never used that term. And he accused the judge of having a downer on him. <laughs>
1: Mm, which is not it's not like Timbrel to use such informal language in the in oh, the courtroom. But honestly, he he's really well versed in quite archaic legal terminology.
2: It's quite quite a hippie phrase that, and I, I suppose Timbral's yeah. seventy-six, so you know, fifty years ago when the hippie era was around he'd have been twenty-six, so he could have been a massive hippie. Yeah.
1: Plus that part of the world, is it the West Country that he hails from? <laughs> Gloucestershire, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of quite a hippieish area. A lot of them mm. sort of burnt out and just Kind of spent their life round yeah. that way, and he's got yeah. this,
2: this this kind of thing where he he says the law doesn't apply to him. He's kind of opted out of of society's you know um, laws and rules and things like that. Yeah. So, um, well, Timbrough believes he has taken possession of the field under common law, right? Um, and Mister Jones was helping out his neighbour, whose family has owned the deeds to the field since 1954. Timbrel's having none of this, he thinks it is he's taking possession of it under common law and uh, the the neighbour was going to put some horses on the land Uh, John came towards us from behind a hedge said Mr Jones and I thought oh here he is, he was just wearing a pair of boxer shorts, he started pushing me around and grabbing hold of me, I said if you rip this t-shirt you will be in trouble the next Hmm. minute he ripped it clean off my back, he threatened to beat me if I didn't get off the land I'll be up uh, he claimed that Timbrell pushed him at least six times over the next 25 minutes, but he was uninjured. And footage played at the court showed Timbrell yelling at Mr. Jones, "I am not touching your wife. I am touching you." And Timbrell <laughs> said this video had been edited against him. So there was a baseball bat attack, basically, on both men. And he hit Mr. Jones in the ribs, and both men were left with painful bruises. <sighs> and then Timbrell said, "Right, I'm off to get my pitchfork." <laughs> <laughs> and walked off. And it was at this point that the police were called. And I think that's pretty much it. So, yeah, he was found guilty of those charges. And uh, classic Timbrel, I think you can see there. How come Timbrel never ends up in jail? I don't know. I think he just keeps getting fined. Um, yeah. Th- I think again, he
1: probably sees that as yeah. like vindication of his... Um the way in which he manipulates the law.
2: Yeah, he preaches mind games on people. Yeah. Uh, he, he cross-examined the sergeant who arrested him and accused the sergeant of doing an unlawful arrest. Uh, the judge yeah. then said this has got nothing to do with the assault and ordered Timbrell to change his line of questioning. Timbrell said, I've wasted my breath then. I give up now. I'm going to withdraw my jurisdiction. I'm sure you will <laughs> find me thousands. <laughs> <laughs> at this Timbrel. point Timbrel stormed out he was about to storm out of the door but turned around and took his seat he muttered "They are going to put me in prison they are corrupt let's get it over with and he described the trial <laughs> as being fixed Timbrell said you that he, managed
1: have you manage to get any closer to Timbrel himself
2: no uh, well kind of there's a professor John Timbrell
1: mm.
2: who is who, Or I was rather a toxicologist and has written right. books on toxicology. So I'm assuming that's the same fella because professors are generally mad and yeah. Timbrel seems to be, you know, a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic.
1: He's not the sort of bloke I imagine is on social media because he'd, ima- he'd think that was just another way for people to kind of you've just, try and shut him down.
2: You've just sown a seed there. I'm now worried that Timbrel's going to get wind of this podcast and hear it and try and sue us.
1: Yeah, well, sewer Um, waiting, um, bro. It would be our pleasure to appear, um, to have our day in court with you.
2: I think it would, because... I'll get
1: get my brother and my dad, as usual, to defend
2: us. Two-pronged attack. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and me and you'll just sit there, arms folded, refuse to say anything, and just sit back and drink it in. I mean, what... Can you imagine a better day's (laughs) entertainment, or hopefully the trial will stretch longer, than me and you sat in court... Yeah, listening to Timbrell go up against my brother and dad. <laughs> yeah, in a massive, the biggest legal battle the world has seen since the OJ trial.
2: <laughs> we could do. It, it could would do be a sensational. Daily podcast, a daily podcast roundup.
1: I yeah. almost want to engineer this just so, <laughs> because it would be such a great way for us to spend our time.
2: we need to keep provoking him, and there's uh, a. Yeah. There's also a little bit more. Uh, Timbrell went on to cite a case from 1969, Vaughan versus McKenzie. And he says, in this case, it was ruled that a debtor is allowed to strike a trespassing bailiff over the head with a full milk bottle. Wow. And the district judge told him this case has got nothing to do with the one at hand. <laughs> so told him to fucking shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah, shut up.
2: Oh, um, I man. think
1: that... I think that most of Tim Brawl's stuff is what he does is he researches really, really, really ancient laws. Yeah. And then is convinced that by citing them hmm. he has bulletproof case and basically can over override anything that a judge might say mm-hmm. if he's got the knowledge of, of old cases.
2: That's exactly people what People love that,
1: don't they? They love all that kind of, well, it's actually a, a bylaw that still exists that you can have sex with a man's wife if he steals your bread on the second yeah. Tuesday of, of March.
2: Yeah, that's how people try and get it of in the TV licence, isn't it? Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, there's a bit about that, actually. The prosecutor said he was having difficulties finding a full list of Timbrell's convictions. Timbrell interjected, that's because I voided them.
1: <laughs>
2: Chuckling, the district judge replied, "It doesn't work like that."
1: <laughs> I'd love to. I'd also love to interview the judges he's come up against yeah. just to get their opinion on him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, the the story ends with the sentence: Timbrel intends to appeal the conviction." Oh well, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if any you of
1: you know, if any of you are perhaps from the Gloucestershire area, you know of Timbrel, you know a way into him. Mm. I'm serious. We genuinely would like to try and track him down. You
2: mm, fancy our chances.
1: So a- any, any information whatsoever you can give us on Timbrel is most welcome indeed.
0: Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Jalapeno.
2: Right, should we have a look at the uh, prediction leg from the weekend, Sam?
1: Yes, please. Because it's
2: hotting up as we approach the end of the season. Um, Fucking hell, this afternoon, well, we're recording this on Sunday. So this afternoon, Manchester City won 3-1 at Crystal Palace and the third goal was a very, very late goal. Mm. And it got you two extra points. That's right. Because you predicted 3-1.
1: But, you know, that took the edge off because yesterday I was watching Spurs versus Huddersfield Mm. and with not long to go it's still 2-0 and I was watching my brother who's a Spurs fan and it must have been the only time where I'm fucking screaming for Tottenham to score
2: because you'd
1: predicted 2-0 and I'd predicted (laughs) 3-0 and Spurs missed a couple of chances Lorente I'm going fucking mad at him and then they eventually scored the third so I celebrate a Spurs goal like I have never I mean I'm ashamed that I celebrated a a Spurs goal (laughs) such a great and then they go and score a fucking fourth, the <laughs> dickhead. So we we're both out of pocket on that one. But today's result made up for it all. 3 1. I knew it. I knew it.
2: I, I got off the metro on the way to the Sunland match yesterday afternoon with my boy. And it was 3 0 when I'd got on <sighs> the metro. And I got off and I looked at my phone and realised it had gone 4 0. And I went, Yes! Yeah. Get in! <laughs> Delaney thwarted.
1: Yeah. But, but of course- today all made up for it. And this was actually the sweeter. Um, prediction because 3 0 Spurs against Huddersfield, that nah, wasn't really out on a limb. 3 1, which, if you listen back, I shot that out of my mouth, like out of my brain like a bullet. Did you? 3 1. Yeah. No hesitation. I knew it, knew it was going to happen, and so it transpired. Came at,
2: it came out like a greased weasel. It
1: really did, yeah. so with
2: all that in mind it hasn't been a great week for either of us to be fair perhaps the jitters Mm. are setting in don't know Mm. results bot got two points for the weekend Uh, I got three points for the weekend and you got four points so that's extended your lead by a further point you're now ten points clear at the top yeah it's it's not looking good for me I've got to see it I thought this weekend could have been the one
1: Uh, although I've you know you might think oh I've only extended it by a point the onus is on you to be outscoring me by a decent amount every week between I now and the end this of the season. I thought
2: this was going to be the week. I thought I dropped in a couple of curveballs there, uh, yeah. which were were going to you know see me close the you gap. You went for it, mate. You're, you're
1: playing. You're predicting with ambition, which I respect. You, you're yeah. going for it. You're not playing safe because you can't at this stage of the season. It's not no. always going to come off. You're gambling.
2: I'm gonna to have to gamble even more. I can't be cagey at all anymore. Now it's just gonna be—it's gotta be pure prediction, uh, with no yeah. belt and braces or anything like that. So that's what'll happen, you know, come this weekend. But um, yeah, there we go. So did you watch are Chelsea clear. Liverpool?
1: Did you watch Chelsea Liverpool? Nah, I've Liverpool? had the
2: golf on. I've been watching the golf. Oh, Tiger Woods won the Masters again.
1: Oh, did he? Oh, well yeah, done, Tiger for Woods. The
2: first time in uh, 15 years, and it's 22 years since he first won it. So that was good.
1: Did you have any money on the Masters?
2: No, nah, I never have money on the golf. I haven't got a fucking clue what's going on.
1: No, nah, yeah, I, I, um, I don't watch it. Sometimes I've had to talk about it on TalkSport.
2: Pretend you knew and, what you are talking
1: about. Yeah, and then I just give up. I just tend to say, <laughs> I reckon Bubba Watson's worth a punt. <laughs> That's what I say.
2: I mean, I don't know everything about the golf, but I think you're on, you're on safe ground if you generally say that for every tournament. You yeah, think Bubba Watson's in with a chance.
1: Then Bubba Watson's in with a, you can't. You just can't roll out Bubba Watson. Uh, so I always say, and people seem to nod and go, "Yeah, all right." And then I try not to elaborate because if I did, before you know it, I'd be going, "What they got to do is whack it with the longest stick they got, <laughs> or something <laughs> like that." And then I expose myself as an ignoramus.
2: The best but thing no, about I'm
1: not really a fan of golf.
2: The best thing about doing golf when when we're on Talksport, because we've both done this before, is when Bob Bubka comes on the line oh, and gives you a report. Bobka. Bob Bobka. Oh, I could listen to Bob Bobka read the fucking Aesop's fables. Imagine that. Yeah. Crowdfund that, I reckon.
1: Oi, a um, couple of things from the game today. This mm-hmm. Chelsea keeper, uh, Kepa. keeper, yeah. Kepa. Kepper. Kippa. Sounds a bit... It's like South African, isn't it? A bit racist. Kepa. you racist, you kepper. Right? Um, kepa ghost. He... he <sighs> I was looking at him, right, and I was thinking, fucking Now, there was a time when goalies were big, hairy ogres. Like Puck scary, Sims. scary men. You yeah. know, they were the scariest of all the football types, weren't they? And you look back and you think there was Pat Jennings, there was Phil Parks, right? Yeah. There was fucking um, Peter Shorten. There was... There was the, the, the king of them all, Steve Agrijevich yeah of, uh, of Coventry. A monster. Fucking huge monster, like something mm. out of Star Wars from the fucking Moss Isley Cantina with his big fucking broken nose. Horrible. And they always looked about 50.
2: and Then I was going to say, then it moved on to like Dave Besant, who was a transitionary character who looked a bit yes. like a woman who worked in a knicker factory.
1: Yes, that's correct. But anyway, but then that now, and even then, even through the 90s and 90s you had David James, right? David James was a handsome lad and a bit weird. Let's be honest, a weird, <laughs> yeah, old, was right. But he was still a big ogre. He was a bit a big ogre of a man, wasn't he? You look yeah. at this keeper bloke. I believe he's the most expensive keeper in the world, isn't he? Or at least I one so of them. As well, yeah. Have you seen him? I mean, he looks about. And I know people think, oh, it's just because you're getting older, Sam, and everyone looks younger now. He looks fucking 12, right? And mm. however old, you take away the fucking age. And I used to think all those keepers that I've just mentioned all looked perennially 50 years old, right? Yeah. When they arrived in the first team, they looked 50. When they retired, they still looked 50. That was the age of a goalkeeper, mm. right? This kid, he looks about 12, right? He is built, he looks like one of the in-betweeners. In fact, he makes the in-betweeners look fucking strapping, like fucking WWF wrestlers, right? He is a he is a fucking he's a streaker piss. And I just think there's a lot of keepers like that. He is the the most outstandingly wimpish looking keeper I've ever seen. But even, you know, De Gea widely regarded as one of the world's <coughs> best. Yeah. Uh, Courtois again, lanky streaker piss. They're unintimidating these days and the thing is is that there was a there was a point to them being scary ogres mm. because when they had to command their box or rush out, you Peter Schmeichel is rushing out you in a one on one situation doing his famous star jump technique. You shit it, you shit yourself, yeah. right? You think fucking hell, look look at this horrible big stinking fucking man charging towards me like a gorilla, right? If Keppa comes out one on one, you just think. If I kick yeah. this ball hard enough, if I kick this ball hard enough, even if he catches it, I think he'll carry on into the goal. <laughs> it'll kill him. If I give it a right good toe punt, bang! he <laughs> will just carry on flying into the goal. I'll get a goal. I might get two goals for that.
2: Yeah. So, it's an agility um, thing, though, isn't it? It's, a, it's about agility, isn't it? They, yeah. covered but, more of the, you know, the, the the goal than these brutes could. They're wirier and you know they can leap <sighs> higher and further. And what all about
1: that. what about Peter the Cat Bonetti? His name was actually the cat He was a big lad Right
2: Yeah Peter Mm. Shelton
1: could get about the goal No problem I think I don't know I don't trust these keepers nowadays Um, What do you think of Jeff Shreves The pitch side um, analyst for Sky Sports
2: Um, You know he's been a a regular fixture on Sky Sports For probably three decades now Jeff Shreves And I've got to say I've got no opinion whatsoever on him I suspect you have
1: He's got a programme now as well. I can't remember what they call it, but in the week he'll be sat there with, let's say it'll be like John Hartson oh, right. and like Craig Bellamy. Is it the, the debate
2: um, thing that's on at 10 o'clock yeah, on the Yeah, and he'll be
1: like, welcome to the debate. Yeah. This goal against uh, Manchester City, was it offside, Craig? <laughs> right? <laughs> And then they'll just fucking talk. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you look at it, and he's in line with the defender. To me, for me personally, that's not offside. <laughs> Interesting. John? No, I mean, I, I'm a Craig on this. For me, as a striker, I suppose I would say this. I, I think he's level when the ball's yeah. played. You can see that here.
2: Yeah, right. Okay. Mean, yeah.
1: Interesting stuff and food for thought. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Good that's talking points a, there. We've all been involved in awful talking points before. But here's my problem with Jeff Shreves. Okay. I was having a conversation with my brother. I was round this out, watching a game, and I was like, bloody Jeff Shreves. And he <laughs> went, what's your problem with Jeff Shreves? And I thought, yeah, what is my problem with Jeff Shreves? What's he ever done to me? Seems like a harmless bloke. And then I remembered repressed memory, wasn't oh, it? okay. I was doing a show years ago on Talk Sport, right? <laughs> and I was telling a story uh, that involved a wasp. Right, and I can't remember what the point of the story was, but in it, I said, I got bitten by a wasp, right? Yeah. And my co-host, who was Andy Jacobs, said about 10 minutes later, he was looking at his phone while we were on air, <laughs> checking the tweets as they came in, he started chuckling, ha, 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 ha. And I went, <laughs> what? And he went, oh. And he said on air, he said, I've just had a tweet from Jeff Shreve from Sky Ooh, Sports. And intro. I said, oh, yeah. What's he want? Right? Yeah. And he goes... He just says he's listening in the car and he's commented, he's tweeted Jacobs directly, hmm, bitten by a wasp. <laughs> I've never heard of a wasp biting someone before. And do you know what? I laughed, but I thought, you fucking pedantic cunt, yeah. right? And I went, and he went, and then Jacobs loved it. He went, can, can a wasps bite, Sam? Or did you actually mean to say stung by mm. a wasp? Well... They didn't... I mean, obviously, I've given it... No, they can bite. They have tiny mouths and quite sharp, microscopic teeth. Yeah. And this wasp fucking bit me. Actually, Shreves. You you
2: looked into that. I mean, there's that thing as well where Shreves has used his fucking celebrity contacts to get a direct line straight on air. He hasn't come through the the regular channels. No. He's he's pedantic.
1: The arrogance, the entitlement of the man. Of show up old Delaney Yeah Show up I'd... old Delaney Just yeah. a, a, a simple lad Trying to make a living Right In the only way I know how it's By that... recounting anecdotes About wasps yeah. biting me Alright it... Obviously I meant stung But he knew what I fucking meant And so did every other cunt listening So but why was... do you have to fucking Try and show me up it's Right It's a sports, a sports radio
2: play. show Why are you supposed to know About wasps You're there to be A sports broadcaster
1: and what does he know? Who does he think he is? Fucking Bill Oddie! All of a sudden, he knows all about wasps, does he? Well, I knew, I knew all he a knows wasps can bite. Can, can wasps bite Andy? I
2: don't know. Get the listeners no, to tell us.
1: You don't know. Now, I he, it that, now? Le- that leads. Yeah, you look into it, right? Uh, while I'll just say another thing that I don't like in a new regular section. Things I don't like. Okay. Right? You know yes, when people wasps
2: can bite Sam Delaney. Well, wasps there
1: you go. Can bite. Delaney one, Shreves nil. <laughs> anyway, I recounted all of this to my brother, and he was like, this is pathetic. Yeah. You've got a fucking problem with Jess Shreves because he once picked you up on wasps, yeah. on a piece of wasp information about 10 years ago. And I went, yeah, that's right. That's fucking right. Anyway, is, though, turns though, out- it
2: turns out... Andy Jacobs could have chosen to ignore that text and not read it out on air. Yeah. So I mean,
1: <sighs> Jacobs was as complicit in the whole power play as Shreves yeah. was... Don't worry about that. Anyway, <laughs> you know all this stuff like Can Wasp's Bite? Yeah. We sound like the sort of cunty podcast of which I referenced earlier in the show. show I that No such thing as a twat, right? Yeah. And I was saying uh, to my missus the other day, I was saying, when I was younger, people who were interested in quirky, esoteric information and facts and liked mm. to talk about it at length were basically... Regarded widely as dullards and witless pedants. Social, right?
2: outcasts, Social targets outcasts to be beaten. And
1: and in fact we used to like there were some people in the local pub where we used to drink it was the pub that regular listeners will remember is the one where we had to throw the chili egg rolls out the window once, yeah. right? And there was these sort of real ale kind of bores, middle aged old farts sort of thing. Yeah. Propping up the bar with their pints of real ale, sipping at their pints of real ale and discussing its body and flavour, right? <laughs> and when you went out to... We used to call them the Ponderers after two characters on Vic and Bob's first show, yeah. the Ponderers, right?
2: The fellas with because the cheese Because
1: these cunts would always be pondering at the bar. Yeah. And we would sort of do a game where if you went up to buy a drink, buy a round, you would stand near the Ponderers and then go back to the table and report what it was they were pondering today. And it would always be something really irritating and pathetic. <laughs> it would, I remember once it was like, now tell me this, why is it that the tax year starts on April the 5th? You go, Good question. There's actually an interesting reason for that. And uh, obviously I'd roll my eyes, mutter, you fucking sad cunts. Yeah. Go back, report it back to to, the, to my mates, right? Now, at some point, in history, in recent history, that sort of thing went from being basically what social outcasts, like you say, mm. nerds, fucking anoraks, geeks, and mm. most of all, boring dullards, right? Losers were into, to suddenly becoming the subject of mainstream entertainment. Yeah. And, I could, and And furthermore, something else has occurred to me as well. What was the other thing these fucking losers were into, right? These terminally fucking uncool losers were really into discussing real ale in fine detail. Yeah. Right? Because it was a Fuller's pub that we were drinking and we lived right opposite the Fuller's brewery. And so they loved to go on about how what a great oh, it's great pint they serve in there. Great pint. And of course, again, in those days, normal people had pints of lager and fucking weirdos drank bitter and even bigger weirdos and old men, even bigger weirdos drank bitter and discussed it in great detail rather than just drinking it and talking about something else that was more of a laugh, right? Yeah. Suddenly, all these things, it's like it's like I've talked before about the 90s, right? In the 90s, I thought that all of the posh people and the Tories had re- like sort of retreated to the shadows because we'd won a cultural war. Yeah. And that they understood now that they were i'm not saying they had to go away and renounce their beliefs but they knew they had to be embarrassed about them do you know what i mean they could still hold them but they knew that it was kind of embarrassing and they should keep their mouths shut then all that came back a few years ago cameron sort of ushered it back in that's a separate issue but this i'm thinking suddenly all this shit qi have you ever watched an episode of qi i watched some of the
2: early ones yeah
1: My God, I've never watched more than five minutes of it at a time because it's like I'm back in that pub all those years ago again. And yet the difference is, rather than them being the outcast weirdos of the pub, these people are like, oh, it's hilarious. Do you know what? And suddenly there's all these cunts going, I love, I just love quirky facts. I love hearing about these quirky facts. Do you know what I'm saying? And I could have said it much more succinctly as always, but I will say this to you, Andy. Quirky facts are for fucking cunts.
2: I think what it is, this this kind of thing came in when sexism died out and there was a vacuum for content. Mm. Sexism mm. and, if you like, casual racism were considered yeah. a no-no, quite rightly, uh, in entertainment. And mm. then this kind of thing came in and filled the void. Plus the internet, yeah. plus nerds can now all speak to each other on the internet all the time. Yeah. So nerds and yeah. freaks and creeps are just all fucking chattering away and at each other. they're all fucking
1: pissing themselves laughing you know Stephen Fry and Alan Davis and fucking Sandy Toxvig and all of these fuckers pissing themselves laughing over like just really really dull Hmm. trivia
2: if if a call came in tomorrow from the BBC asking you to be a guest on QI what would you say
1: yes I'll do it
2: (laughs) exactly there it is yeah I'm not
1: judging the people who go on it. They're being paid. I'd be paid for it. Yeah, of course I would. But I mean, you know, listen, if you want to show my-, my hypocrisy, you could do it much worse than that. I mean, there's things that I'd be even ruder about that I'd do for money.
2: <laughs> Can we discuss them on a future episode?
1: Yeah, sure. Right. Anytime. We could do Sam's hypocrisy corner. You'd yeah. be my guest.
2: It's a separate series. Mm. Um, some quick news with that news before we go. Yeah. Alleged Walmart shoplifter pulls karate moves on officers while her adult son strips naked in the store and tries to run over officer with his scooter. Ten. Of course it is. Uh, Police called after Tory councillor peed in garden of David Beckham's sister while canvassing for votes. (laughs) Nine. That takes us back to talk sport because there used to be the uh, plug extension, a four-plug extension shaped in a... Pink heart belonging to David yeah, Beckham's still, sister. Yeah. It's still yeah. there. She'd left it behind.
1: Finally. What, that belonged to David Beckham's sister? Yeah, it was David I didn't Beckham know see, that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's um, a good, interesting, quirky fact. That's the uh, sort of quirky fact I do like.
2: I bet they chucked it away when they moved to the, the new studio as well. Yeah. I bet they didn't take it with them. What a waste. Exactly. Finally, man sues parents for destroying his 12 boxes of porn. <laughs>
1: Eight.
2: <laughs> fair enough end on a legal note right that's it for this episode we'll be back tomorrow with a delve into the mailbag thanks for listening as ever we love each and every one of you a little bit Turn